Welcome to the Redefine Wellness Podcast. This is episode 24, Acceptance. If you haven't listened to episode 23, I suggest you stop this right now. You go back to episode 23 called The Instead and you'll listen to that. I will give a little bit of background, um, a little bit of review or summary on what that episode was about, just in case you forgot. So in the last episode, I was a little bit vulnerable. I told you I had an episode. I told you I, you know, spazzed out a little bit. And then I told you what I learned. And in the Redefined Intensive, it is um, focused on Isaiah 61, and we focus on the instead. We focus on the instead in our food choices and our movement choices and in our mindset. It's a way that we can recalibrate our thoughts. Am I thinking death? I need to be thinking life instead. And I talked about Isaiah 61, how it goes into he we have this but but Christ gives us something instead and then we will be called oaks of righteousness oaks of righteousness and then we will take back the territory but the thing is i believe that the reason we aren't strong in our faith the reason we aren't overcomers and the reason that we're not taking back the territory the reason we're not living in double portion is because we haven't gotten the initial instead. It says in the Amplified Version that he gives us a turban instead of ashes. The turban here represents a tiara or a head covering or a place of importance. The ashes here, in in some versions it talks about mourning, but the ashes here, if you look at the original Hebrew, it's actually just talking about dust. It's talking about earth, it's just talking about ashes. So he gives us importance rather than unworthiness. It says that he gives us the oil of joy instead of mourning. The oil is something, it's the fat of something, it's the best part of something. It's a, when you press an olive, whether with a cold press or whatever, it's what comes out, it's in the crushing it's the wantedness. It's the goodness. He gives us the anointing. He gives us the oil of joy instead of mourning. He gives us joy instead of death, instead of depression, instead of grief. He gives us the garment in praise instead of a disheartened spirit. A garment of praise is a wrap or a mantle. And praise here isn't just, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. It's an expressive praise. It's a shouting for joy. It's an expression of the entire body. It's a full-bodied praise. Instead of a disheartened spirit, instead of a dimness, instead of a darkness, instead of one that has turned in on itself. If we don't get the instead if we don't get, we don't accept, and we don't receive what's ours to carry, 
And we're so focused on carrying what we've already carried, accepting what we've already accepted as ours. If we haven't taken a step back and by faith looked at what is mine to carry and what is not, and taken off the yokes of what we are not supposed to carry and accepting the yokes of Christ, of peace and rest, then how can we expect ourselves to be the warriors of the faith? And how can we expect ourselves to take back and hold space in territory? Territory that is ours, territory that was given to us. But if we can't do step one, then how can we expect ourselves to go into step two and step three and step five and step 10? And how can we expect ourselves to do it well? and to stay well, and to be consistent. In more physical terms, as far as running and eating, it's always you have to learn the mechanics, and you have to do them consistently before adding any intensity. You have to learn the mechanics of eating healthy, and you have to do them consistently before you can add in intermittent fasting and water fasting and tweaking carbs and all of these other things. You have to learn the mechanics. It's the same with faith. You have to learn who you are, what isn't yours to carry any longer, but what is yours to carry now. So to summarize episode 23, what is yours to carry is importance, joy, and praise. What is not yours to carry is worthlessness, death, and a disheartened spirit. We talked about Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, where Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I told you about the years that I've been pouring over this scripture and how I've received revelation here and there and how I always thought that it was mine to perform and to earn and to work to take off these other yokes of shame and guilt and condemnation, yokes of unhealthiness and unworthiness, yokes of burden that I may have carried from other relationships, yokes of my past. And I thought it was my duty to take off these yokes before I could put on the yoke of Christ. But what I noticed this morning is that it doesn't say that. It doesn't say take off all those other yokes before you can put on mine. And as I'm talking about it, I believe that the yoke of Christ, the yoke of Christ here of rest and peace, is so much greater than those other yokes. It's so much stronger than those other yokes. It doesn't say take them all off before you can put mine on. It just says come. So the word instead means a substitute, equivalent, an alternate in place of. So I want to get us to the point of 
let's take off the old and put on the new. Let's take off the death and put on the life. Let's put on the instead that Christ already bought for us on the cross. Let's take off what isn't mine to carry any longer and put on my inheritance. Put on what is mine and only carry what is mine. Something that I've been processing this week is that I've I've carried a relationship in my life for my whole life. And it's been a very heavy burden for me to carry. It's been something always in the back of my mind that I'm not holding up my end of the bargain, that I'm not performing, I'm not fixing, I'm not making someone feel dot, dot, dot. And I believed even as a child that I was supposed to carry a certain person, that I was supposed to carry someone else. I was supposed to carry this person's happiness, this person's sickness, this person's unhappiness. And that when everything went south, it was my fault. I somehow believed that this person's life was mine to carry. And after processing with a friend who is also my massage therapist and processing with my chiropractor who also has some ability to see into my soul, <laughs> which thank you, Lord, that you've put these people into my life. And processing with a friend who always has wisdom for me. I discovered that at the root of this relationship was not love. It was not patience. It was not kindness. It was shame. I was carrying around the shame of this other person. And I was carrying around the shame of the relationship. And after processing this morning about what is mine to carry and what is not, and thinking that I need to be more present in my relationships that I have, in my day-to-day, in my mothering, and in my being a wife, I discovered that in order for me to be present, in order for me to take off the past, in order for me to remove the shame of the past and remove the fear of the future, I have to accept. The definition of accept is to receive willingly, to be able or designed to take or hold, to give admittance or approval to, to endure without protest or reaction, to regard as proper, normal, or inevitable, to recognize as true. I have to accept that things were what they were. It was what it was. It is what it is. I can't change this person. I can't change the past. 
And worrying about the future won't change it either. I thought of Jesus and I thought of the stories of him in the Bible that Jesus was present. He didn't bring up a carpenter's son or what he did before his ministry began. He didn't bring up, oh, hey, you know, I was on the throne with God and I came here. Like, hey, do you remember? (laughs) He didn't bring up teaching in the synagogue as a child. He didn't bring up yesterday. He didn't carry yesterday into today. He was present with the people He was present with the one in front of him. He was present with the crowds. He wasn't thinking about what happened and he wasn't thinking about where he was going. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the only time that he talked about the future, thought about the future, was when he was with his father. Of course, he prophesied and he he told the disciples of this, but it wasn't a fear-based thought or stream of words it was fact this is what it is this is going to happen and when he needed direction when he needed clarification when he needed rest and peace that's when he went to the father every morning he got up he went to the father he needed it he needed to hear from his father he needed the father to tell him who he was He didn't let people tell him who he was. He didn't let the shame or the religious people, he didn't let the world identify him. He only let his father identify him. And he was present. He accepted his life as it was. He accepted his future as it is. And he was present. And the word that I got out of all of that is acceptance. In order to be present, in order to be joyful, in order to be happy, I have to accept. I have to accept my past as it was because I cannot change it. I have to accept my future as it will be. I have to give it to God. I have to trust him. I have to trust that he has my good in store. I have to trust that he loves me. And I have to believe that he is working all things for my good because I'm called, because he loves me, because I have a purpose. I have to believe. So when we take on the yoke of Christ, we have to be able to accept it. We have to accept rest and peace. We have to take off the things of yesterday, but it isn't with a fight. It isn't with a feuding. It isn't with a crucify. It's with a no... That's not mine. Death is not mine. 
Performance is not mine. Perfection is not mine. Shame is not mine. Yesterday is not mine. I have the inheritance of Christ and I accept it. That's what's mine. Eternal life is mine. Health is mine. Wholeness is mine. Truth is mine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. That he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control or a sound mind. Double-mindedness is not mine, but a sound mind is mine to carry. That I have the mind of Christ and therefore I think like Christ. And I do not need to worry about yesterday or tomorrow. I believe that we all need to accept where we are at. We need to accept who we are. We need to accept where we're at. We need to accept ourselves as we are. And if we want to change a part of ourselves, then we need to accept that we have to do the work to get there. We can't wish for things to change. We can't want things to change and then expect them to change. We have to accept that we have to do the work in order for things to change. I can want all of my debt to be paid off. I can want to have freedom in my finances and freedom with my time but I must accept that I have to do the work, that I have to put in the hours, that I might have to hustle. <laughs> Not strive, but work. I have to accept that I must do the work in order to get where I want to be. And I also have to accept that where I'm at today is good enough. It is a tension. It is an inner working it is a mindset shift. But I have to tell you that I'm done carrying depression and I'm done carrying angst and I'm done carrying worry and sickness and disease and disorder and chaos. Those are not my inheritance. Christ is my inheritance and his inheritance is mine. His inheritance is rest and joy and peace and all of the fruits of the spirit and order I accept order in my life and I don't accept poverty and I don't accept doubt. The point of salvation, the point of righteousness is, is that we never did it. We never could achieve it. God wrote the law and it wasn't because he thought that we could ever do it. You see, even before the foundations of the world, God knew what was going to happen, and he already had a plan. He already had a plan to fix it. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we even believed, he died. You do not need to perform you do not need to perfect. 
You do not need to achieve to be loved, to be accepted, to be worthy. All you need to do is accept that they are already yours, that he has already given you life, abundance, importance, joy, and identity instead of shame, instead of worthlessness, instead of death, instead of depression. And it's up to you to receive it. It's up to you to accept it. It's up to you to yoke yourself to the things that add to you rather than the things that subtract from you. Ask yourself today, when you think about relationships, when you think about your past, when you think about your future, ask yourself, what is yours and what isn't? And then step into faith and ask, what did Christ buy for you? And what actually is yours? Think about the instead. Think about the rather than. And think about the exchange. Until next time, keep moving forward.